0: Yo, today's QOD is success is won or lost by our ability to serve others. Here we go. The day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got the legendary Earl Nightingale on this show today, closing out the week. Big shout out to my main man, Joshua Gifted Mathis, for sending this clip over. I appreciate it, my man. It's a great one. And today, Earl is going to talk about the 5% and the 95%. What is it that 5% of the population knows and does that the 95%? do not. You know, I learned this a long time ago. I'm not sure how I learned it, probably from my parents. And I remember in the eighth grade, I won the service award. I just like to help people, you know, just want to help people, just want to serve people, help solve their problems, be a helping hand, provide them with some joys. Like that's just been what I've been about forever. And when you're about serving other people, you cannot help but have a better life. And you also feel good. And when you can increase the number of people that you are helping, oh my gosh, like it's wild. I remember I learned from John Martini that your the amount of money that you have will always be in direct proportion to two things, the quality and the quantity of your service. You know, most people don't know. I kind of work four hours a week. Like the last four or five months, I've worked four hours a week. I record this podcast like I look for the clips, I write the descriptions, I record and then I'm done because every day the podcast helps and serves 40,000 people and growing. And by helping 40,000 people every single morning, Sirius XM pays me for that. And it's an amazing thing. Like, I don't really have to do anything more than what I do, but I do teach my courses and such, you know, a couple times a year. But most of the year, I'm working four hours a week and chilling, and I can feel good about that because I'm helping so many people with very little work and effort, to be honest with you. And so you got to ask yourself, how can you help more people at the same time? If you're a coach and you're working one-on-one with individuals, okay, how can you create group programs so now you can help 20, 40, 100 people at the same time? Like that is the name of the game, serving so many people at the same time, and it can totally change your life. Earl Nightingale, he's coming up.
1: The next vital rule to successful living is to understand that our success is won or lost by our ability to serve others. We are interdependent and it's just as impossible to succeed without serving others as it would be to live in our modern world without others serving us. Our rewards in life will and must always be in exact proportion to our service. It is the misunderstanding of this single law, which in my mind is responsible for fully 90% of the frustration and discontent we see around us. A lot of people don't like this law, if they're even aware of it, But not liking a law does nothing to change it. The basic laws of nature and economics are unchanging. If we're out of step with them, we are, as Thomas Huxley put it, checkmated, without haste, but without remorse. But to those who know and work with the laws, he said, they are paid with the overflowing sort of generosity with which the strong delight in strength. If a person doesn't like his income, all he has to do is take a good long look at his service. Look where you will, you will find this law in undeviating operation. Our rewards will always be in exact proportion to our service. This is the law then that lies as the supporting structure of economics and personal well being, so fix it in your mind. All attempts to sidestep or in any way avoid this law will result in frustration and failure. So this brings up the question if what I want is more than I now have, How can I increase my service in order to earn it? Well, whom do we serve? We serve people. So let's take a moment to try to understand people. The more we understand them, the better we can serve them. I think of an adult human being as a grown child, doing his best to play for the first and last time on earth this game called life. The extent to which he learns the rules of this mighty game will determine his success. But right here we run into an historic and exasperating fact. People down through the centuries have, with the most amazing consistency, divided themselves into two groups. One group contains about 5% of any given population. The other group contains the remaining 95%. Neither of these two groups is any better than the other. But one thing separates them, the big group, the one containing about 95% of the people never seems to get the word, while the smaller group, the 5%, does. Now, what do I mean by getting the word? I mean about 95% of the people never quite understand, emotionally or intellectually, that we as individuals control to an altogether unsuspected extent our lives here on Earth. That each one of us is the architect of the structure fashioned by our years. You see, all of us want the same things, but only about 5% figures out how to get them. Within each of us burn two unquenchable ambitions, to serve importantly and to gain financial independence. Both of these worthwhile goals are within the reach of all of us, man or woman, but according to statistics, only about 5% achieve both of them. Why? Let's look at it logically. Every human being has a tendency to think, act and talk like those by whom he is surrounded. This is environment, and it exercises an enormous influence on our lives. We've already pointed out that 95% don't seem to get the word in life. Then it follows that in the case of any given individual, the odds are 95 to 5 that he is surrounded by the larger group. And since a body in motion tends to remain in motion until acted upon by an outside force, that he will continue to conform to his group unless we can do a better job of serving him through knowledge. The failure of most people to live successfully is not caused by their lack of abilities, far from it, but rather in their failure to decide what it is they want and understanding that our wants are governed by our talents and abilities, and that we are divided into two groups of roughly 5% and 95%, and that it's the 5% group which is successful. So here, Let me give you a definition of success, which, to my mind, covers the subject completely. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That is, anyone who knows where he is going in life is a success. At the moment he makes the decision of what it is he intends to accomplish, of what it is he considers a worthy ideal, he is successful. Once this goal has been accomplished, he is again, by our definition, a failure, until he establishes a new goal toward which to work. To my mind, this is what we as human beings were intended to do, to go through life from one achievement to another, and to finally come to the end of our road here on Earth, still reaching, still working toward a new and better plateau on which to stand. For this is to live and live completely, to know as much as we can know, to serve as much as we can serve, to accomplish as much as we can accomplish. Well, since success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, Why are we faced with only 5% who can be called really successful? Because the best estimates available tell us that only about 5% will ever decide upon and define the one thing they want. One thing because we can only do one thing at a time. To my mind, the story of a person's life is the story of a, a quest, a search to which he devotes his life. We know that the happiest people on earth are those who know exactly what it is they seek and set boldly out to find it. And while we're all dreamers, The fortunate ones are those who have found a dream so exciting and worthwhile that they'll devote a part or all of their lives to making that dream come true. But while all dream, by far the great majority, that 95%, never realizes that a persistent daydream is often the point on which we should set our compass, the place toward which it is meant for us to journey. The tragedy is that the great majority shrugs off this built-in direction finder and returns to the wide, visible, well-marked road in life which they feel must be the best road because it carries the heaviest traffic. Well, let's make this point clear. The road in life with the heaviest traffic is not the best road to follow for it is the road of the 95%. It is the road with no more opportunity and with 19 times as much competition. Of all the billions of human beings who've lived on Earth, all great advances, all great ideas have come from just a handful, a few thousand out of billions. Now, how have the people as a group reacted to the great ideas? Every great leader and thinker from Socrates to the Wright brothers has been scorned, ridiculed, poisoned, imprisoned, stoned, pilloried, burned at the stake, or crucified. Mankind as a group has made a consistently grisly game of tormenting his saviors, Why? Lack of information, lack of knowledge. It comes from following the wrong crowd. What can we learn from all this as individuals? Two things. One, to amount to anything as individuals, we've got to be individuals. We've got to have individual goals, individual thinking, individual action. And two, we must never conform to the great mass of people. We must love them, help them, for our joy and success will be determined by the extent to which we serve them. But we must never lose our individuality and identity by permitting ourselves to be submerged in this suffocating sea of indirection and purposelessness. There's nothing wrong with emulation. In fact, it's a good idea. So long as we emulate a person who represents that which we wish to become, but never the crowd, never the 95%.
0: That was Earl Nightingale, his website where you can find all of the products and programs that the Nightingale Conan has put together is nightingale.com. And you can watch today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called Stop Doing What Poor People Do, Earl Nightingale. All right, my friends, that is it for me. Hope you enjoyed this week's clips. I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. I am out. Peace.